0: Welcome to Smart Poker Study, brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi, and this is the podcast for profitable play and study strategies. Along with those, I give you action steps to take because action is the greatest teacher. My goal is to turn you, my student, into the player that you want to be on your poker journey, one step at a time. Let's do this. I'm really excited about today's episode because for all of you who are thinking about hiring a poker coach, the three things that I'm going to discuss in this episode, they're all going to help you get more out of your time with your coach, right? And that's ultimately what you want. You want to hire a coach to put you on the right path to profitability, to turn you into the player that you want to be. But there are lots of things that you can do poker strategy-wise ahead of time that, you know, you, you fix some really easy, low-hanging fruit areas of uh, of poker leaks and whatnot. You fix those first so that when you actually spend time one-on-one with your coach, you get more out of those sessions. He's not hitting those really easy, low-hanging fruit that you can easily do on your own. So the three things that I'm about to to discuss today are going to help you find and then pick that low hanging fruit. And then the third thing is really gonna help you get even more out of your time with your coach because you're gonna train yourself to be a very coachable student. Now, you're definitely gonna to wanna to take notes with this one. So whip out that poker journal. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> oh. And if you want a detailed transcript of today's episode, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod346. You'll find links and videos. Everything I discussed today is going to be there. That is your number one source of study or study information, as well as the notes that you're taking while you're listening. Okay, let's get to it. Gambate! Bob, in all my years of calling games, I don't think I've ever been this excited. You're excited? Feel these nipples! So you are thinking about hiring a poker coach to help you on your profitable poker journey, right? It's a great idea. I love the fact that you're thinking about getting a coach. Now, your coach, they're going to figure out your areas of opportunity when you meet with them. They'll give you strategies to improve your skills, and it'll help you grow into the player that you want to be. However, here's what happens with your poker coach. They're going to naturally Begin by tackling all the easy-to-spot areas of opportunity, the low-hanging fruit like I mentioned before. So, for example, maybe you're calling in the blinds too much, or you're losing when calling c-bets, or you just never 3-bet bluff. These are really easy things for a coach to spot and then to help correct your strategies. Now, they're important just because they're easy to spot and easy to correct doesn't mean that they don't need to be corrected. Like if your coach is going to do a good job with you and turn you into the player that you want to be, he has to start with this low-hanging fruit stuff. But here's the thing, all this low hanging fruit, you can spot it for yourself and you can find your own strategies, you know, videos, podcasts, articles online, stuff like that to correct those strategies. And then you can take action uh, on your own to employ better strategies around whatever that low hanging fruit is. So I'm going to give you three things today that you need to do before hiring a coach. And let me just tell you all three right now, and then we'll dive into each one specifically. Thing one is to measure your statistics and win rates every 5,000 hands. Thing two is to pick the low-hanging fruit. And then thing three is get the most out of your favorite poker book. So let's start with thing one, which was measure your stats and win rates. So by doing this, and not just measuring them, obviously, you got to record those numbers, but then analyzing them after the fact, that's going to clue you into your areas of opportunity. And this is exactly what your coach starts doing, right? You send them your database of hands. They review your numbers. They look at some hands. They spot all that low-hanging fruit. Then together during your one-on-one sessions, you pick the fruit off the tree one at a time. You know, he'll point out your leaks, give you strategies, tell you how to employ them on the felt. But this is something that you can do for yourself, especially for that easy-to-spot low-hanging fruit. So let's say you run your numbers. And you find that when you call C-bets on the flop, your win rate is negative 220 big blinds per 100 hands. That means that every time you call a C-bet on average, you're losing 2.2 big blinds. Your coach, hey, he's going to spot this and say, hey, Bob, what's going on? We've got to correct this issue. I've got to give you some better calling strategies. And that's what he's going to do, right? But let's imagine you're thinking about hiring a coach, but you spot this leak for yourself. Well, you could simply find some resources to study to improve your calling strategies, like videos on YouTube, podcasts, a chapter from your favorite book, or maybe like just strategy articles online. At thepokerforge.com, I have a video within the Finding the Fold course, and it's called You Have Options. And in that video, I give you the strategies that you need to make profitable CBET calls. And by watching that video, employing the strategies I discussed, take action with the action steps I give you, shebang, you've already fixed this leak, or you're well on your way to fixing it. So when you hire your coach, he can tackle more difficult, more detailed uh, strategies and leaks that you have. So once you find your area of opportunity, you study some strategies, you work to apply those strategies on on the felt. Hopefully, when you re-record or re-measure your numbers, 3,000, 5,000 hands later, you're going to see some improved numbers. Maybe you're going to go from negative 220 to positive 110. Holy cow! That's a 300 big blind flip right there by just doing some work and taking action on your own. And to help you measure your stats and win rates on your own, if you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com pod346 you can download my 41 stats and win rates tracker. Now, this tracker is going to help you find the most common leaks so that you can start picking that low-hanging fruit. And of course, that leads us to thing two, pick the low-hanging fruit. So let's say you're measuring your numbers every 5,000 hands and you find some potential low-hanging fruit the first time you uh, measure measure your stats and win rates. Let's say you found these three things. Number one... The gap between your VPIP and PFR is very high. So you're like a twenty-eight fourteen player. So that gap is 14%. That means you're calling just as often as you're raising. Probably an issue, right? The second thing that you find is that when you're calling in the blinds, your win rate is negative 230 big blind per 100 hands in the big blind and negative 184 in the small blind. Holy cow! What's going on here, Right? You know that these are terrible win rates because if you had folded every big blind, you'd be at negative 100 big blinds per 100 hands. And folding every small blind would put you at negative 50. So uh, with the small blind win rate at negative 184, you are more than tripling your folding losses out of the small blind. And at negative 230 in the big blind, you're more than doubling them. So you have to pick this fruit, right? Okay, so the third thing you find, let's say your win rate when calling C bets on all three streets, right? On the flop, negative 220. On the turn, negative 465. And it's a whopping negative 1845 on the river. Holy Stromboli, another important fruit to pick. So let me ask you a question. Which of these three low-hanging fruits are you going to pick first? Is it closing the VPIP PFR gap, calling in the blinds? Or calling CBETs. So I always recommend to work from early to late and at the same time big to small. So this means that you tackle pre flop uh, leaks and issues first because improving pre flop play, it naturally just improves post flop play. And also, you want to address the most common and costly spots first. So thinking about you know, that, uh, go going along that route right there. I think you must work on your blind calling strategies first. That's critical. So if we look at the big picture, your losses, a big portion of it is probably due, uh, to calling way too much out of the blinds. When you do that, when you just call way too often with Jack eight suited and nine, six suited and eight, four suit, just crap hands, right? This keeps your V and PFR gap really big and it causes you to see a ton of flops out of position as the pre-flop caller. This is anti-bread-and-butter poker. Your blind calls are putting you in the least profitable situations just over and over again. So here would be my improvement plan for this uh, uh, imaginary student right here, right? Number one, find content to study that gives you better blind calling strategies, a video, podcast, article, a chapter in a book, you know, all that stuff. Number two is to study that item and take notes. Number three is to take action with what you learn because actively employing the strategies, that's what's going to improve you, right? Action's the greatest teacher. Number four, you want to review any tagged hands to refine your strategies. Number five, remeasure your results after three to 5,000 hands again to see how things are going, see how you're progressing. And then number six, continue working until things turn positive. All right, that brings us to thing number 3. And this thing 3 is get the most out of your favorite poker book. So before hiring a coach, it's going to be a great idea to train yourself to take direction first. So grab your favorite poker book. Hopefully, it's one of mine, but if not, doesn't matter. Grab your favorite one. Now, treat this book like the author of the book is your coach and each chapter is a one-on-one weekly session with him. So If the book is 10 chapters long, that's 10 weeks of sessions with your new coach. So each week, this is what you're doing. First, you're going to read the chapter and take notes. As you're doing that, imagine this is your coach talking to you. He's your coach. He is helping you address the things that you need to do to become a better player. He's helping you pick that fruit. The next thing you need to do is to create action steps for the week for you to take, either during studying or play sessions. Now, in my books, I give you action steps to take. But for most other authors, you're going to have to create your own action steps, right? And I'll give you a couple examples of that soon. Um, The third thing you want to do is take action every day with those action steps that you create or that you get from my books. And number four is to repeat this process next week with the next chapter. And if this one week didn't go well and you don't feel that you uh, actually made much improvement, just do another week. Read the chapter again, add or edit or adjust your notes accordingly, and then continue playing with purpose and taking action. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about when I say create your own action steps. Uh, in episode 332, I interviewed Duncan Polymortis. He's the author of Why Alex Beats Bobby at Poker. It's a great book, and this would really be a good one to try to learn from fully to treat like Duncan is your coach. In chapter 8, Duncan discusses strategies that Alex uses against limpers. And this is just one small part of a giant chapter, right? But uh, Alex's standard iso raise over a limper is three big blinds plus one per limper. And that's probably the same as yours, right? Alex also iso raises larger with with her best hands to punish non-folding players. She also iso raises larger when she's out of position to charge them more for their positional advantage. And she also iso-raises larger when stacks are deeper for that chance of hitting something really good on the flop and getting max value for her hand. So you read all this and you decide to take action. And your action step is to simply test out larger iso-raise sizes when these elements are in place. Nice and simple, right? So this next week, every time somebody limps in, you're going to think about these things that Alex does to increase her bet sizing, her iso-raise sizing. And like I said, if the things are in place, you're going to test it for yourself. All right, so one more example from my own book. This is post-flop online poker. In chapter 13, it's all about poker math. But in chapter 13, I discuss using the idea of expected value to help you make better post-flop decisions. In the chapter, I introduce you to the EV spectrum. This is just a drawing. It's a, a line that extends from left to right. In the center is neutral EV. That means that decision does not make or cost you any chips. To the right of that line is positive EV. Anything over there is worth doing. To the left of that center line is negative EV. So if you make that play, you can expect to lose chips in the long run for it. Now, you're reading the text and you're introduced to the EV spectrum and you see this line from me. This is what I say in the book. It's your job to make the most positive EV decision at every opportunity. And then it occurs to you, hey, that's an action step right there. So you draw out the EV spectrum and you decide in your next play session, you're going to gauge the EV, positive, negative, or neutral of whatever option you're presented with as you play. So you face a bet post-flop while your options that pop up on the screen fold, call, or raise. You place them along the EV spectrum, you know, you take into account all the information available, you decide, oh, is calling a positive EV, is raising positive EV, where do these things lie? And you force yourself to make the most positive EV decision once you lay them out on the EV spectrum. Nice and simple action step, right? And it's going to force you to take action with what you learned from the chapter, what your coach, Sky Matsuhashi, just told you. So if you can do this for an entire book, if you can take instruction from the book, like it's, uh, you know, sessions with your coach, you're going to be teaching yourself important things and you're going to be taking action and you're going to be a stronger player for it. Plus, you're going to be more prepared to just take instruction with your future coach. All right, before we get to today's challenge, I have a few shout outs to give. Now, I have some incredible poker peeps who've been buying my books, How to Study Poker Volume 1, Volume 2, Pre-Flop Online Poker, and Post-Flop Online Poker. And these people right here purchased all four of them. Ben Rhodes, Eleftherios Milios, Nancy Johnson, Werner Tashner, and Glenn Terrace. Thank you so much. And all these other pokes. Uh, poker peeps have also purchased one or multiple volumes roman james johnson jamie dave piano buster bamford johnny smith lewis montgomery jr ian crotty roy owings uh krista chayacone Hauptmann von kopernick zach marcy mark hall perpetual oyster that's a good name i love that one and chanlon you guys have purchased books from me by just simply going to smartpokerstudy.com books. You'll find descriptions of all four books right there, and you can buy the audiobook or the PDF uh, version through those links. Thank you all so very much. Once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash books. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. If you're thinking about hiring a poker coach, I recommend you do all three things I discussed today. If you don't want to hire a coach, that's totally fine by me, of course. But at a minimum, be your own coach and find your low-hanging fruit by downloading the 41 Stats and Win Rates tracker from the show notes page. Once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod343. This tracker, or not the tracker, the numbers that you enter in the tracker when you're doing your measurements, that's going to tell you where you should be directing your studies so that you can pick the fruit for yourself. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, poker peeps, your learning isn't complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com pod346. You get a transcript of today's episode, links to everything I discussed, and a video or two right there for you to watch and learn some more. If you aren't already a member and you do or you're considering hiring a coach, the next best thing to that is actually joining thepokerforge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training site where I combine strategy, action steps, quizzes, and play demonstrations like no other site does. The nine masterclass courses are going to teach you all the strategies that you need for a profitable journey. There's hundreds of action steps as well that force you to take action with the stuff I teach you. And here's the great thing, all of the videos, all of the texts there, when I create this stuff, I create it like I am your coach talking to you one-on-one. So there's no need to hire a coach if you join thepokerforge.com. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.